0: Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com right now and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessory marketplace. We all know that Cufflinks.com has Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Star Trek, Mandalorian, Disney, every amazing geeky thing. They have products that match your desires, as well as having the classic wearable art brands like Ox and Bull, Hook and Albert, and of course, Cufflinks' own brand, Cufflinks, baby. We all know that there's a coronavirus going around, and we want everyone to be safe and happy, and a lot of things have been canceled, okay? And a lot of sales that Cufflinks had have been canceled too, NCAA, things like that, but- They have now put over 700 items on their sale page to get a great discount while people are planning that next outing with their friends. When this all clears up and you go out, you're still going to have to look good. So head over to cufflinks.com today. We wish you and your family well. Have a great day. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Westworld Theorycast My name is Axel My co-host today And every Wednesday Are Jenny and Brett Today we're going to be talking about Westworld Season 3 Episode 3 The Absence of Field We come here three times a week To talk about Westworld Monday, Ken and I Wednesday, that's this show Jenny, Brett, and I, Friday, The Cleanup Text, Gina, Tim, and Andy. And you can find out more about that in all the great podcasts that we do at dvrpodcast.com. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash dvr and give us a review on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, whatever. It really does help get the word out. All right, let's get on with the show. We were chatting a lot before we started. We're trying to formulate more of a format for our show tonight. We're going to try to do this kind of me intro, what we kind of think about things, and we're going to kind of dive chronologically in Jenny's notes, move through that. And Brett's got like five to 10 amazing theories that we're going (laughs) to cap it off with. So we got a lot for you, but we're ready. First, let's talk to Jenny and Brett. Jenny, how are you doing?
1: I am doing great. How are you, Axel?
0: I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of tired. You know, been at home a lot. You know, I've been. I've been Being getting at more, home
1: a lot. Has been hard. Yeah,
0: I've been getting more exercise, riding my bike with my son.
1: I've than, seen that on oh, Facebook.
0: Like my my legs hurt. You know, my <laughs> knees. I'm an old man.
1: <laughs> You're not that old.
0: That's true. I'm not that old, but you know who isn't old either it's Brett's son cuz he's only a couple months old, right?
1: <laughs> right?
0: 4 months, Four months old. Oh. How's he <laughs> taken the isolation?
2: Uh pretty well. Uh I would, I do want, I mean he spent like 2 or 3 weeks at daycare before we pulled him out. <clears throat> so I wonder if he actually made a, you know, connections enough to where he misses his teachers or his classmates nah. there, but so far
0: so good that's good man all right well we're we're keeping it moving here on the home fronts but i must say that this episode of westworld has kept my mind moving and we got a lot to discuss so what did you think of this episode brett overall how you feeling about this season we're kind of throwing back you know first one was dolores then we get Maeve. we're back to dolores how you feeling so far
2: I, I really like this season. Um, it's it, th- for the people that thought that they maybe they would tell a more linear story this year. Maybe that's true. I can't really tell yet, uh, but that's fine with me because this is totally a, a puzzle show through and through, and it's just a lot of fun to try to you know solve the puzzles. I, I kind of took a step back after this episode and just tried to th- think about some things that didn't quite connect or I didn't, I, I wasn't sure if I understood. And so uh, I, I kind of thought about and actually rewatched a couple of scenes from season two and kind of in that process, I, I evidently came up with several theories that we're going to be talking about at the <laughs>
1: uh,
2: towards the end of this. So, but yeah, I just really loved it.
1: That's because you're great at theorizing, Brett. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know how my brain works sometimes, but I just it's a lot of fun to to watch this show.
1: It is.
0: How about you there, Jenster?
1: <laughs> I uh I really like this episode, but I've liked every every episode this season so far. It is um it's different than the prior two seasons for sure. Um it does feel like they're maybe doing more of a character-centric thing with the episodes, um, like character by character with, uh, Dolores in the first episode, Maeve in the second episode, we got some Bernard, uh, thrown in, in both of those episodes. We had basically no Bernard this episode, but we had lots of Charlotte and Dolores and Caleb. And, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm digging it. I, I have no, um, Regrets and more. I'm kind of think. You know, I'm trying to think how these shows, when they hit streaming and they become like a different beast, and people look back, nobody's going to remember that. You know, between season two and three, HBO and a lot of people were confused, and so it can't. No, it's it might just kind of gloss over people, or it 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 seems like more of a natural evolution. And if anything, I kind of feel like this season is more similar to season one and season two is kind of an anomaly in the fact that it took place in such a condensed period of time and like gave us that ticking time bomb. You know, like from the very first episode, we were like, okay, it's this many days to the actual crew land. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: Well, that was like after the season ended, we determined that it was probably over about two to th- maybe three week period of time. But they were going back and forth so much that you, you had to like your brain had to process and process and process yeah. over and over again to figure out w- what was going on when. Uh, but it was a very short, like you said, condensed time frame.
0: Yeah. So I think that this season to me feels more like an unraveling story. Like when we were watching William, right? And we were, oh, okay, he's doing this, and he's traveling here, and now he's there. this. Right, and more... we didn't
1: realize that he was also the Man in Black, exactly. and that, that was a different time, time frame. Did... That was, yeah. yeah.
0: So that's why, like in retro, that's what I, I think that it, the seasons are kind of, kind of appear different because we're almost halfway through the season. This wow. Sunday after episode four, we're halfway through. This is only yes. eight episodes. I know. So sadly, you know, this is what this season is going to be. I expect it to kind of continue like this. And then maybe six, seven, eight will be more, um, you know, Maeve and even Delo- like the kind of the things converging. I see it more so that way that all the characters are kind of on the same trajectory or achieving you know, either fighting each other or racing to some bit of information at the same time in episodes like six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. But uh I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah, it does seem to be going that way.
0: Um all right. Let's uh let's go chronological. You ready for this, Jenny?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we start off the episode um on the night of the disaster in Westworld with Hale recording a message for her son uh through the host and then we quickly go on to the creation of the Halebot uh with Dolores and um <clears throat> really I don't have a whole lot to say there. Uh I wish they I wish I, I wish they would tell us who is in Hale's body, but I think that that would take away some of the suspense and some of our speculation. But, um, yeah, she fills her in pretty quickly and then, like, throws her into being Charlotte Hale. Uh,
0: it was day. pretty quick, wasn't it? Like yeah. that?
1: Yeah, like, here, this is who you've yeah. got to be. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: it, was, I, I, it was not like, um, I was saying the other night, it was not like when Ford was kind of like, you have to take the time to learn and make mistakes, right? This was mm-hmm. just like, yeah. who am I? Oh, I remember. Oh, now you got to pretend you're this person.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was weird. <laughs> and she
0: was upset that she couldn't be
2: in her body like Dolores was in her body. Right. Um, so it's that was a very interesting scene. Another thing about that scene is the we saw the balls, or the pearls, I should say, yeah, laid out on the table. There are three of three gray ones and one like gray with a little bit of red in it, mm-hmm. which I had not recognized. Uh, Bernard's having a, a slightly different color ball before. I'm not sure if we'd actually if we actually saw that when he came out of the cradle.
0: I um, don't think so, but it totally makes sense, doesn't it? Because he's like. He's a red human bo- host
1: hybrid. Yeah. Well, he
0: kind he, of. Yeah, he right. He's the human host hybrids are all red. The hosts are gray. And he's a mix because he's Well, I feel
1: like the all red ones, they're not really human host hybrids. They're they're like a human, like tried to put into a host. So I guess you could call it. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. That's what it that's but what it is. Like,
1: but like it's it's like the Kind of the memories of Bernard are put True. in there, but That's a hybrid it's as like well. yeah. So I mean, I guess it's how you look at the hybrid factor. Yeah. What
0: would you call? So I guess you're right. He's
1: a, he's a different hybrid because the 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 ones that were totally human, like James Dalos, were all red, like you said. But they created Bernard as a memory faithful. Faithful copy or whatever They called it of Arnold So like they tried To put Arnold in it so I feel like This Charlotte bot Should also have a red Gray but I don't Think it is I think she's one of the black Ones or gray or whatever you want to Call it but I don't remember I did see that in your notes Brett and I don't remember what What it Looked like when we saw Bernard's pearl Before I don't have a recollection yeah, of that. And I, I did not go back to check it, it out.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure they actually showed it on the screen.
0: I don't but they think did they show- did.
2: No, they, they did. They didn't show it coming out of the cradle, but they did show it going into the cradle. Cause if you remember that machine like cut his
0: head open. Yeah. But I think it-, it took out his control. U- so the control unit it's is the big white thing that big- big- exactly. goes over the pearl. Yep. That's like the ice cream about- cone. And the yeah. pearl is the ice cream.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was thinking that they actually showed the pearl in that scene I guess. they may have I don't remember because yeah. I, I I recall that his uh, pearl was gray, uh, just like the other pearls that we had seen.
0: I would pull up HBO Go and look, but then we'd probably have to take a 10-minute break. (laughs) (laughs) I think – I don't know, but you know what? Because I don't remember what
1: episode that was in. Um, Do you?
0: I think it was uh, seven or eight.
1: Of season two? Season
0: two, two. yeah. Yeah. but um it doesn't regardless. matter because yeah, because yeah, it's, it, it's it makes sense. Gray and red. Yeah, it totally makes sense though, right? Like that I like that they did that and that's representational of yeah, like he is a mem- a remembered he's a faithful recreation, but mm-hmm. Delos was an actual, you know, they
1: human's memories yeah, they or whatever.
0: Somehow uh, took it from the park and his brain. And we don't even know what the process is right. that did that. And maybe perhaps if we ever see William again, based on what we saw at the end of season two, maybe we'll see that process and it'll give us more of a, you know, they'll at think, some point explain that. him
1: next episode,
0: but I have a question about this scene. Okay. Um,
1: Maybe you, we have answers,
0: <laughs> I hope so you you it did, well, this is an opinion based one, so you will. You said it, Jenny. The first thing you said is, I wish they'd just tell us <laughs> and I asked this question, I love the puzzle, Brett, you talked about the puzzle before when you were thinking about who this person is, right? if it is teddy uh Angela. Does it really matter? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are are they just somebody wrote, had an article about this, or I think I was reading the New York Times review, and they were just like, well, this seems like it might just be creating a problem for no reason. But I think that they're smarter than that. So it makes us think, like, why she made this person Charlotte Hale. It's, I don't believe what I'm saying is, I don't buy what Dolores is selling in this scene. I think she's lying. It's not because I trust you. She has an ulterior motive for making this particular person Mm -hmm. Charlotte Hale.
1: Yeah. And when I watched this episode, well, we'll go into later what, what I thought about who it could be, which we can talk about it now too. But like, I feel like at different points, like I feel like it's different people. For example, in the scene with the, the pedophile, Um, and I agree with, I think it was, I can't remember if it was in your, uh, before the dust settles or your episode with Ken, but someone had said that they were pretty sure that Martin was Angela and it might've even been you Axel, but in the scene with the pedophile, I totally felt Angela vibes with that. Like I totally felt like that was Angela coming out, um, But in other scenes, like I I was like, I think it might be Clementine or then I'm like, oh, well, maybe I agree with Ken and it's Abernathy or my son said, who do you think it is? Do you think I think it's Teddy? And I'm like, I could see where it could be Teddy. But there's other scenes where I'm like, that can't possibly be Teddy or that can't possibly be Abernathy. So. I, I think they, I think they want us to question it. I think they they wanted to make it a mystery, and there's a reason for it. We just won't know until the end of the season. What do you think, Brett?
2: Um, I have a theory on who it is, but I, it's, I don't know if I want to get into that now or, or kind of wait for the theory. Right, corner. but why do
1: you think why do you think that they are making it such a big deal, or we're making such a big deal of it?
2: <laughs> I think the, the that like what Axel says, I think there's a good reason why they are keeping it a mystery right now and that the uh it's it's gonna be an uh it's kind of instrumental to the story that they want to tell to keep it a mystery right now.
0: Yeah. I trust in that. See, that's good. Yeah. I still I still cause I read that and then I heard it a little bit in your voice, Jenny, and but I felt it too a little bit because I do I want to believe that every kind of mystery and 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 I do believe they did it in season two, there was a reason to present it like that because it furthered our imaginations and our right. understanding of the themes that they're coming up with, right mm-hmm. how Bernard and the host see time and they can manipulate it, so I'm what well, basically I'm trusting it now I'm I in am on, too, it. yeah, I'm but trusting I do wish it. I knew, yes, I also <laughs> At think the same that,
1: time I wish I knew,
0: yeah, and I also think that if. If we knew at some point, are they going to, you know, adapt the show in a way where they tell us these things? Because it is fun to find out later, but it's also fun sometimes to be in on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, oh, okay, cool. They're acting like that because they're this person, you know, so. Yeah, but Westworld doesn't do that a whole
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, true. We'll true,
0: see. true. So we we're moving on. We we see this awesome riot robot. Which oh my god, I loved it. We were talking all the red outfits. It was like the imperial stormtroopers coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was oh man, like what was it? Five different suitcases, and it becomes the robot.
1: I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. I liked it a lot, and I, and uh, Charlotte liked it too. I liked how she went up and put her hand on it, and. Thought that was cool.
0: That and that's also when she put her hand on it. She's like, "Oh, hello, brother. Mm-hmm. We are robots together."
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> and they made three hundred of them.
2: They made <laughs> right. A point to say that. They
1: made three hundred of them, and the Saudis backed out after the incident at the park. But they're working on new buyers.
0: And you got the name. Her name's Irene.
1: That was not. That wasn't Irene. Oh, I didn't okay. catch the other lady's name. It was the second lady that came up whose name was Irene. And she brought um, Charlotte the uh, information about the shell buyers. And then Charlotte referred to a creeping tender and asked how far they got. I didn't know what a creeping tender was, so I had to look it up. Um, and it's an a, – it's a, It's a creeping tender offer is the gradual accumulation of a target company's shares with the intent of acquiring control over the company or obtaining a significant voting voting block within it, which makes sense when they talked about the fact that they had 38% of the shares after that. And it's the largest single entity. So they have been bought out of Delos.
0: That's interesting. Uh, You know, someone else met. uh, I, too, do not know a huge amount about corporate stuff. But I was listening to – maybe it was Roberto, Radio Westworld, and they were talking about how normally a person would – like you would have thought that William had 51% of the company – to be No
1: so, You can if I depends mm-hmm. on how I do know like if there's a lot of shareholders. Right. Like okay. if somebody like has fifteen percent like yeah. and, yeah. and somebody else has ten percent and somebody else has twenty percent, thirty eight percent would be the the majority shareholder yes. in that scheme. So yep. it makes sense. I'm mean, and, and it was a bunch of shell corporations that were, they had been doing it over years and so nobody had noticed it and then they realized that all those shell companies were all one entity. So that's bad.
0: <laughs> Brett, when do you think this takes place? <laughs> um,
2: I think it's Probably early. Uh, I mean, maybe like within the first month of
0: of um, Dolores landing or them escaping the park. That's I what guess. I think too. I do not I, think. I agree. Uh, I do not think that this scene was concurrent with what we're seeing. And when we go back to Hale, I think maybe a lot of it was uh, taking place. We were getting flashbacks of mm-hmm. her until it reaches not, and it's less than, you know, it's maybe about 75% of the way it reaches the present time, maybe even a little earlier, but I think the first four to five, like the thing with the kid, you know, all, I think that these all are taking place before um, the scene with her uh, at the boardroom that we saw, in episode one. Oh, okay. Right. Like I think that that vote was after a lot of this stuff had happened.
2: Oh, but that board meeting is where they talked about wanting to go private.
0: And we learned in this scene that they're unable to go private. Yeah, so it seems that's like true. Oh, okay. Or- okay. So I'm wrong. Okay, cool. That's yeah. why I wanted to talk about it. All right. So that scene was – Yeah, because
1: the lady tells her um, that it's, it's uh, far enough that they can't go private. So, yeah.
0: Interesting. So it's possible, though, that something changed and she was doing something that solidified whatever move was made – or I still think it's earliest. I think early-ish. it's before okay. the Caleb and
1: Dolores stuff.
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. I get that feeling too. And I guess it's not if I ha- were to scroll forward just to take this because it's the husband. And then because when they meet in the hotel. Dolores is – she makes the call and doesn't – or doesn't she look at information about um, Caleb when she's at the hotel or am I wrong about that in a quiet moment? Or maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: I don't think she uh, looks up any information about Caleb until um, after she – I mean, she probably has the information – Based on the fact that I think all three of us believe that she um, she worked out getting picked up by Caleb under the bridge. So she did seem to have information before that. But she wasn't like looking up current information about him until she called Martin after she had gotten away from uh, the guys that were trying to kill her when she left Caleb
0: interesting all right all right well let's keep it moving then because i still do think though that there's a little bit of time manipulation here and i don't
1: know right it's just a shorter period of time than season one and it's a larger period of time than season two
0: (laughs) (laughs) right and i don't i also don't think it's i think it's almost stylistic more so than um uh Really revealing some great um, secret to us. You know, I think that it, you know, some of this is. Right. I think
1: it's on mostly uh, uh, a fairly. um,
0: It's on her. We're getting her story. We're getting Charlotte's story. It's more about her emotional.
1: You're going back a little bit, but you're not going way, way back.
0: Exactly. And it's not like, oh my God, that was then. I don't think that's going to happen here. I just think that it's stylistic, but in a sense they are kind of catching us up with her character to this point until Mm -hmm. she starts making decisions that get her and she interacts with Ciroc and stuff. But, um, next we're under the bridge back with Caleb and Dolores.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, they get into the little weird, uh, ambulance, um, that diagnosis with the automation was bizarre. Like, <laughs> the, like, why are you even EMTs if you <laughs> – you're not an EMT <laughs> if you can't do any kind of medical anything. They're like, we can't do anything without a diagnosis. But, you know,
0: isn't this – this is interesting, Jenny. I'm so glad you said that because remember we were talking about on the show before, I guess it was Tim and I and Heath and Brett, you two last year. Just about how like the workers are so dumb at Westworld, and like the people who visit are so spoiled, and how William is saying how everyone is spoiled. Like mm. we thought that was because nobody
1: has basic life skills. <laughs>
0: because, well, They're we see. So <laughs> what They're were you saying? So They're all so dependent on the technology that they that are, they- and I mean, rehobum. So. they like these guys are EMTs. Because this computer thing thought they could handle the job well, right? But what they Actually, can do. Ha-
1: right. right.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't. It, it show it's kind of like, I like the way in the cops too, right? Like those guys are only cops because they had a certain score, but that aptitude also made them open to easily being so bought off. Right. So it's like, does that society really work?
1: Right. But Caleb definitely had the skill set. I mean, he started her on the oxygen. He started a blood transfusion. Like, I couldn't do that. I don't have yeah. that, that skill set. Like, how does he have that knowledge? And yeah, when the police intercept them, the, the so-called EMTs are all like, well, they are the cops. And it's like, why are you not questioning anything? He's the only one that questions anything. They just believe that everything is just how it's supposed to be. And it's crazy. They are hindered by their dependence on technology.
2: And Caleb opted out.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's cool. I like the way that they continue that um, through this season. And it gives you, when you look back and you watch the other seasons, right? Like the way that um, Lee acted at work, you know, like Mm -hmm. the guy who was uh, having sex with the hosts, um, they had continually sprinkled from the very beginning that like people in general are kind of, or these, but basically look, you know, lazy, right? They just, they, they have no ambition, they're just kind of always taking the easy way out or doing as little work necessary. Yeah,
1: doing the bare minimum.
0: Yeah, because they're all freaking office drones,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: They're like, do this, bop, 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 bop.
1: Hey, I'm an office drone. <laughs> well, no, come
0: on, you're breaking out. You're on a podcast, Jenny. <laughs> this is your choice. You've, your consciousness has been enlivened. But um, this was, I, I mean, I, you know... There's a lot to talk about of course like the the nooks and crannies of the scene but I just want to say I thought the cars looked cool. I mm-hmm. thought that the the whole the the locations <laughs> they're choosing are amazing.
1: I loved how when Dolores got out of the um the ambulance thing that when she went over and got the cop that was on the ground and she drug him over to the <laughs> cop car <laughs> and she's like still staggering. Yeah. Like she had been before and she just like drags him over, puts his face up to the screen. That was great.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of uh William drag and her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they always bring stuff like that back. Um, Oh, there was something. That oh, I- she
1: did tell him at the end of the scene. She told Caleb, after she asked him his name, told him he needed a new name. That they'll be looking for him. I like. She's like, you're a good man. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. She she knows, I, and he is, it, and I think it's because he has that implant turned off, and he's actually seeing at least some of what's going on around him. He doesn't see it all for what it is. Like he sees that they're collecting all that data on everyone and he doesn't really think anything of it because he doesn't realize the extent to which that it's going, but he's a good man in spite of his circumstances.
0: And it's nice to have that on Westworld, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, I think Maeve has shown us a kindness, right? And her, in the choices she's made And we met people, Akacheta thing. We met people along the way last season, but we are used to kind of our lead male on the show being either a secret bad guy like Teddy, right? Manipulated, or William, right? or mm-hmm. the older William. So right, I, I the man
1: in black yeah. when he was William he seemed like he was a good guy but then he became disenfranchised wonder, and eventually yeah. became the man in black.
0: Yeah, so I wonder if that's Caleb, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but in when you're writing you try to kind of keep these mirrors going and I hope that that's not where Caleb goes. But I have a question for you all. Um, And we talked a little bit about this last season. I think this is a question coming out of this whole scene here is, um, was it the blood transfusion and the oxygen that got her going? Was she faking? Um, What was going on here? Has she turned off her, has she turned on her like pain receptors and everything? So she remains more human or more irreplaceable? or Brett, you again, go first. You know, was she faking? <laughs> what do you think, Brett?
2: I tend to think that she was faking, but I could be I could be sold either way.
1: I think that she may have been faking, but I I don't know that the oxygen was necessary, but like last season with that Uh, What was it called? Cortical fluid with Bernard. Like he started malfunctioning when his cortical fluid was leaking. Yes.
0: And they do need blood. Because they
1: do have blood of some sort in them. Although apparently it doesn't have, what was it? Platelets that they were saying her platelet count was like zero or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that she does need the blood in some sense. So the transfusion that he gave her may have done her an assist. But I think that she probably could have managed even without it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, and and you know what, I kind of agree with both of you. I could go, I could have theories, and you know, and well, I think we'll probably talk in the theory part if this is a whole setup or whatnot. I could believe that. I could also believe that she wanted to be more human. I could also believe that they did say earlier they do need a certain amount of blood, mm-hmm. right? Like regardless, if she turned, it's in order for her to function she still needs a certain amount of blood. She doesn't need to breathe. They don't actually breathe. We know that.
1: Right. And they don't have a heartbeat.
0: Right. But they do need blood because it's like they're like uh, oil or gas or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like
1: the tin man he needed as oil. (laughs) For
0: some reason, they're built like that. So um, that could be it. Another thing Caleb said is that
2: she needs a stem pack for her her wound. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that like a pack of stem cells or something? I wondered I wonder. about
1: that too. I wasn't and if, sure.
2: And if it is, if, if, if I wonder if that's someone else's stem cells, like she, she has like part of a human being in her now because of that. Interesting. But that was, that was just a crazy thought.
1: I really, I really kind of thought it was more, I mean, that could be, and I did think of stem cells as well, but like, uh, to, I just thought it was something to, to basically stop the bleeding.
2: Uh Probably um, like one of those uh, rally points, whatever they had there. Just <laughs> yeah. throw it, yeah. throw it on the gunshot wound. She'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. The
1: man in black gets shot six times and still walks away. <laughs>
0: it's funny how this show can't get away from um, video games. You know, like it was so video game. You think once they left Westworld, but now it's just become like GTA and right or like d- different cyberpunk store i guess there's this game called control i haven't played it yet but it's supposed to be really good but or or a host of different kind of cyberpunkish games there's a game called cyberpunk that's coming out by the way everybody play animal crossing it's the best game <laughs> I'm obsessed. My son and I are building a little town. I do
1: not have a Switch. I have a Wii, but I don't think I have that game anymore. My uh, daughter had it on the Wii when she was in, I don't know, middle school or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. She is now 27.
0: It's funny. A lot of people went back and if you like put the game in, it's still going. It's like you, it's like today is, it continues on.
1: I would have to look and see if we still have her Animal Crossing game because I do still have a Wii.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, see it. The data I think is saved on the Wii. You might have it. You pop pop the game in. If you're selling online, you need ReadyCloud CRM. ReadyCloud CRM keeps you and your team connected through a powerful e-commerce suite for shipping, online returns, and growth marketing. Go to readycloud.com slash pod to start your free trial. ReadyCloud CRM syncs with all popular sales channels, including Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, Square, and Amazon. ReadyCloud CRM has the everyday tools you need to review all your orders, quickly ship your orders for less, and handle returns the way Amazon does. Start out today and get 100 free action alerts by registering at readycloud.com slash pod. That's readycloud.com slash pod. Um, All right, let's get back into it. We move back to Hale.
1: Yeah, she's... uh, Did you guys notice that building looking like an eye? Yes. Uh, It Mm. was... I, I don't know what... I mean, I noticed it then after that scene because it was like... It was like a kind of not really domed but it was like you know sloped and it was like in the water reflecting and it had a central circular part so it looked like the iris of an eye and the shape of an eye it was really cool i don't know what meaning that had but i definitely noticed that it looked like an eye i'm glad you noticed it too axel yeah
0: <laughs> and the, the important part of that i mean the arc the the locations and the buildings they're choosing and also probably digitally manipulating are or creating are just absolutely stunning. And it this show knows exactly how to give a vision of the future. And I think even when we visited Bernard on that meat farm, right? I, I mean, everything is just perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all, especially all the shots we get of her and even like, though I do think she kind of has a small office, you know what i mean
1: for being that high up company yes
0: like you think she have a big ass office right like uh, you know i don't know i
1: think i think that i in one of the the behind the scenes things that i watched i believe that they are shooting or they shot it in um spain i I already said that once on one of the other episodes. Um, Spain, Japan, and Los Angeles is where they primarily shot this season for the the exteriors and whatnot. And they definitely have some very cool architectural looks going on.
0: Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Futuristic.
0: But the important part of this scene was that um, the pregnant woman who I don't know whose name, who, what her I name is. I didn't
1: even is. realize that she was pregnant. I heard you guys talking about yeah. that. I didn't even notice. That was, oh, that was pregnant. the character Irene. I was not oh, okay. paying attention. Okay. It
0: was, it's Irene. Okay. So, I like to call so her. That's her
1: Irene. Yeah. Irene. And, mm-hmm, she's the one that told her, told Hale that they found out that it was Serac who was yes. behind the takeover. And she tells her that he's like a ba- black hole. Um, you can't he's completely invisible you can't find anything about him but like a black hole his existence can be inferred <laughs> so um you know there's a negative space to the tune of a trillion dollars which hale says you know that makes him the richest man on earth and how could he be you know like myth how can no one know who he is but then irene tells her that uh Ciroc found them uh delos meaning and uh he initiated data transaction uh or i'm sorry we initiated a data transaction with him two decades ago and this is where i had something to say about this (laughs) um so i know that by the end of the episode we find out that uh charlotte was a mole which i i wasn't surprised by were you guys surprised by that Mm -mm. i mean because i had thought what about you brett
2: No, I wasn't.
1: I had thought way back when that she was shady. Um, But also this brought to mind uh, your theory that we talked about last week, Brett, where um, you were talking about Ciroc being who Maeve was to go to when she escaped. And my question is, uh, two decades ago, Hale wouldn't have been there. Um, Ford would have still been largely in charge Along with maybe Arnold.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Do we know when Arnold no. died? Yeah, we Arnold died, I believe, thirty years ago or thirty-five yep. years ago. So yeah. he
1: died like right after the park opened.
2: No, before, before the park opened. Actually. Just so before. he died
1: before the park opened. Yeah, he okay. was. His,
0: his, his so it would have
1: was... been Ford that contacted them. Most likely. Yes. Not necessarily. Good call but most likely. Jenny.
0: Good call that you. Because, yeah. but is
2: Ford technically a Delos employee, or is he just kind of his own deal? Well,
1: I I think that Ford must have hit, initiated something with yeah. Delos if it was twenty years ago. Because, I mean, unless Delos was just not even part of the park then and was just interested in getting into the park. So I, you're right, Brett. That it may not have been Ford, but I think as it was. I concluded. Oh. Anyway, if Ciroc was Ford's plan for Maeve all along, this fits really nicely into your theory. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> Thank you. Um, so, no, I, like yeah.
2: that. I like that a lot. Um, just, uh, just my my first thought was 20 years ago, Siroc was probably a nobody. This is probably before maybe Insight was even a company or was just getting started before Rehoboam. So right. It, well, Rehoboam
1: had a predecessor named Solomon. It was in the commercial thing that they used as a teaser trailer for this uh, season. There was a, a prior data, uh, whatever you call the thing where they put all that data, database or whatever, not really a database, but yeah.
2: Okay, then. Um, anyway, Sorry. <laughs> But I, I mean my my thought was that perhaps this occurred very a long you know a long time ago but when Siroc C- wasn't anybody you know it, you would't even think twice about some tr- bank transaction with this guy,
1: right, but twenty years oh. ago Hale wouldn't even have worked for Dalos because i mean the the actress is thirty six and the character can't be much she's more she's thirty six yes. Cause I looked it up today. Holy so anyway, cow. I
0: thought she was like 25.
1: She's 36. So <laughs> she's Charlotte beautiful. can't be much she's older so than that. If Sorry. she's that old. Okay. <laughs> so Charlotte is somewhere between 25 and 35 probably, but 20 years ago, she would have been a kid regardless. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't have been working there and she definitely wouldn't have been in any kind of power situation.
0: I So, Jenny, somebody
1: I, initiated yes, this contact with Ciroc.
0: I totally agree with you. I think that there's a reason why this dialogue is there. I'm so glad you pointed it out. I think that it's too late for Arnold. Um, yeah. It's not too late for Bernard. Remember, he did wake up other times, right? right. It's not too late for another... Um, it could have been, and you say, "Well, this is Delos." Well, hey, they have from the park; they had access to the outside world, computer systems. It could have been some host. I'm just kind of throwing things out. Of course, it could have been Ford. He always knew he was. Oh, they there seemed to always he always seemed to be at odds with Delos. Right? They took over his baby. Yes, they let him tell his stories. But he was, as we saw through Acocheta and stuff, and Maeve for a long time, he'd been – and Dolores, he'd been turning them on and off, knowing they were waking up. Perhaps he was in contact with Ciroc this whole time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they could – I just think that this is an important line, um, and I don't – I think you're – I don't think it's in reference to Charlotte,
1: no, that's what I mean. I'm it say. can't be. In, yes. It can't be in. Reference unless
0: she's a host, she would have
1: been too young.
0: Yeah, unless. And, and look, I have a theory. From the first time I saw, her. I was like, I think she's a host. She's way too young to be uh, the CEO or the chairman of the board, or even on the board. But maybe she's not. I didn't know she was thirty six, um, but.
1: Well, I mean, the actress is thirty-six. That doesn't make the character thirty-six. That's true. The character could be probably. I would guess that the character is anywhere between thirty and thirty-five.
0: Yeah, they always that want would to be make my guess. Younger. They always want to make him younger. She's so. probably older than thirty-six anyway. They always lie. Ask what the internet says she is. The internet
1: says she's 36.
0: That's what Rehobum, the internet tells us. Don't believe (laughs) Rehobum. Don't believe your implant, Jenny. Um, I don't know. No
1: implant. I think
0: this is really interesting. Um, And I think that, uh, yeah, it does, it plays into a host of different theories. But I thought that it was kind of cool that they once again are bringing us back, you know? Just mentioning something that happened decades ago, I think, is cool, just like they did in the park, right? Mm-hmm. So they're It is cool. Yeah.
2: It is very cool. And I actually this was kind of a throwaway line when I first heard it, so I'm glad that you pointed it out. Uh just to clarify, so you're saying that Ford made this transaction with Sirac two decades ago and Sirac has possibly been waiting on May
0: for twenty years? Is that how it popped in?
1: Well, not necessarily. I mean,
0: I mean, Brett, it could be any. He could be you, so they could yes, have been sharing data be, for Rehoboam. But they could yeah, have been, I you mean, you know, so,
1: so Charlotte's line after that, she says something about, um, well, we gave him a taste of our data and now he wants to steal our company. Yeah. But, so, like, basically, Ford could have been like, hey, do you want to buy a piece of this action trying to get another supporter? Maybe he was trying to undermine Delos because, you know, ah, he always had point, issues Jenny. with Delos and whatnot. I mean, it could have been yeah. any number of mm, things nice. Ford, you know, ha- had to have a large portion of shares because – they couldn't get rid of him. They they wanted to get rid of him, but they were very unsuccessful. And, you know, they were about to fire him when when Dolores he had Dolores kill him or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean it could be any number of things. But well, I think that, that Ford was probably had made some kind of transaction with him to share some kind of data. And and it it, it maybe got Blown out of proportion after that.
0: Well, I also would have to interject theory-wise that we saw um, Jerry in the beginning taking his little communion wafer to interact with his implant. We don't know what kind con- – it could be that Sorak has actually had control of Delos, <laughs> right, <laughs> for a long time and been manipulating them just like and Reho- with Rehoboam as everything. So – in all, like I said, there's so many roads to go down, but I think that we definitely should bear in mind that whatever Ciroc is up to, it's not just about what's happening now, right? It's not just about oh, I, I you know, Dolores or getting the key to finding the Valley Beyond or getting the Forge or whatever, you know, the the ho the data of the people at the park. You know, I think it, it's much deeper than that, and I think that perhaps we'll also find out that he had been involved with things that were going on at Westworld. Well, we know that because of Charlotte being a mole, but it could have been that even the the kind of game he had mocked out for Charlotte getting that information was really more so just so he could control her. He probably had access to that information. But how much information does he really have access to? Because last week we found out that there's certain things he doesn't know because of Maeve. So all in all, it's very confusing. Let's move to the next scene. <laughs> 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 That's Westworld.
1: All right. So Hale arrives back to her uh apartment. Um she gets more of those buzzing tones on her phone. Yeah. she finds her ex husband in her apartment. She starts uh wanting to have sexy time with him and she he he mentions that, you know, their son might hear and she's like, Who? Now I did um there's something I think Brett says in his notes later about this. Um that she must have forgotten numerous times, which we'll go into, but I don't know that that's necessarily the case, that she's been home numerous times since the park stuff happened and forgotten him. I think she just may have overall been not the greatest mom because she's so engrossed with her work, and just, like, I, the fact that she, like, actually forgot her kid is weird, Um but, like the fact that she's like into getting it on with her ex and totally forgets where she's at, what's going on. And is like, who I think that it, it could be a couple of different things. So um, we can talk about that later. Uh, She goes in, sees her son. Did you notice the thing about the elephant when he asks him to see a real elephant? And she says that they're all gone now. That made me sad.
0: No, I didn't. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, he's playing with the toy elephant. And he says, you know, why won't you take me to see a real elephant? And she says, there aren't any. They're all gone now. I was like, that's sad.
0: That is. That's interesting, though. But there's probably some fake ones at Westworld. Well, the there
1: are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> if they're still there, unless they haven't trampled everybody,
1: right, right. Yeah,
0: this thing, Michael Ely, You guys remember? You know this actor? He's a good actor. He he's looks familiar to me. Yeah.
1: What has he been in? <laughs> uh,
0: man, he had. He was on. He started a, in good a looking show. Dude. Yeah, well, that's kind. That's kind of his thing. Um, mm-hmm. He's been a lot of films, and he was on a Showtime show for a couple seasons. That was about terrorists in the United States. I remember. I can't remember the name of that. Um, But he pops up. He's in Stumptown now.
1: Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been watching Stumptown. I got your recommendation on that. Me and Rob really like that. Yeah, it's a fun
0: show. Uh, It's shot right here in Portland. Um, But yeah, this scene is interesting. What do you think, Brett, what did you think about the thing when the kid was like, you're not my mom?
2: It was almost identical to Caleb's mom saying, you're not my son. So it just kind of makes you think, hmm. Yeah, see it. I I figured they were, you know, they they played it out like I thought they would. That he was just referring to the fact that she's her behavior has changed, and uh, he misses his old mom. Yeah,
1: yeah. She asks him if it's because mommy and daddy aren't together anymore, and he agrees. But then when she's like tucking him in he's like you're not doing it right yeah see that's why like I, later on i felt like that was an allusion to the he was wanting her to sing the you are my sunshine thing and oh, she didn't
0: do that oh and then she made that's what she was thinking about later after she kind of stabilizes yeah and is, that's interesting but i i wanted to mention go back to what you were saying before about when this might have taken place I think this was the first time she came home.
1: It might have been. Yeah.
0: I think we are going back in time with this. I but think also
1: that- like, I think that it, the, the fact that he didn't seem to be too put off by the fact that she said who, like, he's just like, you're always forgetting him. That was yeah. kind of the way he shrugged it off. Like you, you, you being a mother is like fourth place in your life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I I interpret it as that she had forgotten to pick him up from school, you know, several times recently. I just assumed
1: that it was over time that she had done it, whether she was like the actual Charlotte or the Charlotte bot.
0: Yes, exactly. It does. But then she wouldn't, he knew that she was away at Westworld for whatever she was doing. So it could be, though, that she just didn't come home. You know what I mean? Like, look, generally, I feel like this whole thing is poorly executed, right? Like I don't uh, what what Dolores is doing here, regardless of whether or not this is a little bit later, right? And it's been a couple weeks, or maybe I've been months—the three-month period.
1: The fact that Dolores didn't fill her in on the fact that she had a son makes it seem like Dolores didn't know that she had a son.
0: Yeah, or if she's forgetting, if she's literally like not even realizing that that's part of acting as though she is this person, it's not going well. You know, that's what – so either way, it kind of – it does – that's why I say it really augments more the story of this character – Um, then it, then I think it is like some surprise if this happened to take place a little bit earlier in time. Um, and we have another meeting with people at Delos with Hale when they talk about the actual missing control units, which I thought was really cool. I thought, you know, there's so many quick little meetings she's having with people and they're really important information dumps. And they also talk about, that it's Maeve.
1: Right. I think Brett, did you still have something to say about the last scene? We kind of interrupted you.
2: No, that's okay. I'm going to do it. I'm sorry.
1: With the theories later.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay,
1: cool. So yeah, with the whole thing with Maeve, um, they were, they said that most of the missing control units were low level side stories, but there was a madam and, uh, That it was an inside job from the top of the food chain. And I don't think it could have been Hale that stole the control unit. So, again, there had to be other people involved in this. Because based on the timeline and the events of last season, Maeve was still in play in the park when Hale was killed.
0: Yeah, So her
1: control unit could not have been stolen while Hale Mm -hmm. was still Hale.
0: No, you're absolutely right. That's what I think is interesting, too, is like we talked before about the mole and it turns out, you know, decades ago, that probably wasn't her. And then they're talking here about something else that happened. It's like.
1: And it was more recent. Yeah, it's like it's rampant.
0: It's rampant. This is not like Delos has leaks like everywhere. And I don't think. Yeah. Who do you think (laughs) it was? Maybe now it wasn't. I was going to say that
1: guy that handed her the control pad in a later scene, with the one that showed her the scene where she was recording that message to her son, I think he was involved in some way because why would he have given her that otherwise?
0: I, it would make,
1: Y'all it, giving me crickets here. Come on. No,
0: no. I don't know what you I don't know what you mean. I don't understand.
1: The the guy that later on that hands her the pad saying, you know, I think you should see this. And it's right. it's the scene where she had recorded the message for her son. Like oh, why would he be on, showing oh, yeah, okay. he's I think he's definitely in, in on, on it the with whole her mole thing because he's like oh, okay. I think you should see this and yeah. why would he have been giving her that otherwise
0: That's a good you know what Jenny that's a great pickup like he's her inside man and maybe the security like she must have had other people working with her but right. because she was because it was it was her going to Westworld, she decided to take care of that portion with the size more because he's higher up and that whole thing herself and extracting the information um with out of you know abernathy's head, but also remember, she was probably the one who was also sending out that minor guy, right that got caught that Leslie the one that went bashes and found his head yeah, in. Yeah, the one that bashed his head in. So um that there has to be still someone at Westworld who is working inside the park presently that got Maeve's control unit out after all of that shit went down because the last time we saw Maeve, they had found her and she was mm-hmm. lying on the beach. Right, so yes. It had to have been after that point, and that was when the Delos security team. Maybe he bought off Carl and them. You know, maybe. But there's someone else inside, and maybe the entire time besides Hale, and and maybe Ford didn't even know about that, or maybe he did. But uh, I think it's interesting. Maybe will it play back into some of the stuff we saw? in the first and second seasons and kind of we'll be like, Oh, that person was also a mole, but who else is left? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right. It doesn't really matter. Are we even going back to Westworld? So though that I find that intriguing, uh, is it going to matter who the actual person who stole Maeve's control unit is?
2: There is a chance that it's not an actual mole. Maybe they just waited for the security. To disperse and then they sent in their own team and, and extracted some control.
1: Very true, true. true. Very possible.
0: Yep. That's, and yeah, you're right. Because, Brett, remember how, um, how disorganized both of this, like one security team came and then another security team, right? And they were like, Are you the extraction people? No, we're the extraction people, right? You're right. And the yeah.
1: extraction people weren't really like extracting, you know, like the guests that, yeah. that were there. They were there to like get the data. They that's weren't.
0: interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, they weren't
1: really cool. there to help. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, now we get to this really interesting scene at the hotel. Another amazing. Um, location here, and this is when um, Charlotte finally gets in, get in gets in uh, contact with Dolores, and uh-huh. they have their whole little love kind of session. And we we're all just trying to figure out who the hell Charlotte is.
1: <laughs> well, she had a third uh, buzzing tone from her phone again um, when she I think it was when she got to the hotel, and then after Dolores gets there, she makes her get her shit together she um heals her uh then then she tells Dolores about Sirroc and the mole situation. Uh Dolores tells Charlotte that she needs to find the mole and kill him. And it's like, well, it seems that there's more than one mole and Charlotte <laughs> is one of them. So but anyway, um, she says that she'll then go to Siroc and make a counteroffer because they can't lose Delos. And she says, uh, Dolores says, she'll need board approval for and for that, you'll need to pay a visit to an old friend. Do you guys think that's William? I think that's William. I think that's who the old friend is that uh, they need for the board mm-hmm. approval.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I did not pick that up on the first time I watched it. Um, I guess this whole scene was just – I, w- I had to watch this scene again too. Like
1: There was a lot. There was a scene.
0: lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also the whole time I'm I'm kind of distracted because I'm like, what's the clue to who – who Hale is, right? Like, yep. how are they talking they're, to they're, each they're other? They're
1: distracting us with that for yeah, sure.
0: they really are. But you're right. That and is uh, the, the, I had
1: a theory that I plopped in my notes here, but we'll discuss my theory on the who is in Hale's body okay. with Brett's theory on who is in Hale's body.
0: But I think you're right. I think it's William. And, I, and that's why I was – that's why I was – um. Kind of confused about the scene in the first episode with her at the board when some when that machine is like voting for him, mm-hmm. you know that maybe mm-hmm. that took place after all of it. I'm still and like the amount that um, that Dolores doesn't know at this point, but I think that
1: she knows a lot, but she also doesn't know. Yeah, a
0: lot. because
1: like we're finding out. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she's got a lot of holes.
0: And she, also, she I don't
1: think she even realizes the holes that she has.
0: Right. I mean, I think, you know, I think that Dolores is taking for granted the whole humans are so simple um, thing. And she's not quite taking into account. You know, she said so many times you can't trust. Like and Ford said, you can't trust the people. Right. Um, I don't think that she is quite taking into account the the how people can be so different and act differently and we see that with Charlotte too and it's kind of a theme I thought of this episode of how you know we are more complex than that two thousand something code in the book.
1: And it's like that poem.
0: Yeah, poem exactly. The, yeah. The, the space, space between zone. is what makes mm-hmm. us not the code. And they can't Dolores can't Isn't seeing the space between, she just sees the code. It's like Rehobum. You know, she's making the same mistakes that Rehobum makes, but she doesn't see it. And I mean, that's why people keep on making their same mistakes. Um, All right, let's, uh, yeah, we should keep it moving. We got a lot to go. Caleb sees his mom again. Uh, We don't have to talk too much about this. Well, before that, oh, oh,
1: no, wait, that's not before that. I was looking at my notes wrong. You're right. Go ahead.
0: Um we did, Caleb, you know. He again, she says, "Where is Cal?" Um and you mentioned that that his mom calls him Cal and the Rico Rico guys call him Cal.
1: Yeah. So in and in, in the first episode his uh the actual psychiatrist or whatever that he went to see in the one scene called him Cal also. But he always calls himself Caleb.
0: That's interesting because so, yeah. she had
1: mm-hmm. asked who she she had asked who who is who are you and he says it's me mom caleb and she says she wants her son back and she says where's cal and then uh, that was the second instance and then
0: interesting um,
1: when the rico guys come clyde and Stefan the hitmen meet him at the door right after that clyde doesn't know him and he says caleb nichols Caleb's like, who's asking? And then a and I only know their names because I turned the captions on. And a knows him and calls him Cal, and so that's another like weird thing for me where I think it's like feeding into why I want to believe um, Brett's theory. Yeah, of time
0: the duality <laughs> there, there. Cal, Cal, Cal. Cal Cal. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that.
1: I've Um, never known anyone named Caleb to be called Cal. I always thought it was like a nickname for Calvin. I mean, I guess it could be for Caleb, but like that just doesn't strike me. Anyway. Um,
0: um, We get Dolores leaving Hale and this is when she calls Martin. And I think that this is what I was mentioning where this does put us in a same timeline where I think Mm – you know yes some, i agree yeah some of the other stuff may have taken place before or it's we're not sure but now the timelines match up because yeah, in
1: one of your other episodes you someone had mentioned and i can't remember who about maybe she actually killed the <laughs> killed the hailbot hail and made a new one <laughs> while they were at the hotel
0: <laughs> that's in it that is not a terrible idea, right? I mean,
1: I don't know that I necessarily believe that to be true, but um, I think it was Ken that said that, that, you know, a more confident hail comes out after that. But I, I just feel like Dolores gave her some new uh, commands and, and like kind of worked on her programming a little a yes. bit, like, hello, you can't, you can't harm yourself. You need to chill. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that may I, have been me. I, I, well, We may be teasing a theory for later, but that may have been me. Maybe someone else said it as well.
1: But I I think it was in either his After the Dust Settles podcast or the one with Ken that somebody had mentioned that as well. Okay. (laughs) So I'm not positive. I did listen to both of those and I read some of your notes. So I I could be attributing your thoughts to someone else, Brett. And if so, I apologize. <laughs>
0: what do you guys think about this contact lens? You mentioned it, Jenny, the contact lens that she puts in. Is that yeah, because like... Because we the- didn't
1: really see anything yeah. as a result of that. But like we definitely saw her put it in and the little mm-hmm. ring light up around her iris. And I'm like, hmm. Wonder what that does.
0: Me too. Interesting. Uh, was it like the glasses? Was she seeing what Martin was showing on the oh. thing?
2: Wait, maybe
0: Should it was like a-, a link. You know what I mean? Like a show your screen.
2: Yes, I think it allows her to to for her virtual assistant that she talks to to overlay information about that would the-
1: make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, she sees what's happening and that's what you described before, which is Caleb with the hitmen. Um mm-hmm. I thought this was a cool scene because they um they just kind of like they don't immediately shoot him like I thought, and then I realize, oh, okay, still, yeah, he's on the run, but really more importantly, they want to know where Dolores is. Right. So whoever that is, so it's gotta be the insight people who are using the app to get them. Right. Because Well, yeah.
1: even Martin says that when he yep. tells Dolores that he had some unexpected visitors and that insight has lowered his life expectancy. So where the, that pad before had said, you know, so Aside ten to twelve years, apparently now they've lowered it to something else, which we didn't even know about that ten to twelve years yet. But at that point in the episode, but that's what Martin says. Insight has lowered his life expectancy.
0: That is cool, and I love. I mean, really, my take from this whole scene. This was like a fun actiony scene. It reminded me of when Shug Knight held um, Vanilla Ice over the ledge. <laughs> But um, it was the robot. I love the robots. The robot I, came alive. I so
1: sad. But I, I also
0: want to ask, um, what was the point of the robot? Because it really didn't do anything.
1: I know. I, I, didn't I was like, I thought it was really cool when his little robot co-worker woke up. And it was like, he woke up when they jammed that thing in the roof of his mouth and his heart rate went up. Yeah. So somehow that robot was integrated or connected to Caleb.
2: Yes. Oh. That's a, yeah, that's interesting.
1: I mean, it had to have been because, like, right after they jabbed him in the mouth, mm-hmm. the robot co worker wakes up and breaks his chains. And it's like, why do they even chain him? Because clearly the chains don't fucking matter because oh, he is oh, not held back Jenny. by the chain.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So it wasn't. Dolores didn't really send the bad. robot. No,
1: I no, I really think that it was because it, it the s- sequence of events. They jab that thing in the roof of his mouth. His heart rate goes up, and then his robot coworker wakes up and breaks his chains and starts coming.
0: Oh, that is so cool! I didn't. Yeah, that's the so one he was bad. having lunch with. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't notice that. that either. Thank you. Great, a oh, great job. See, I knew there was a reason we did the podcast. <laughs> now i know about the robot and it adds more that's i think people were calling him george i guess that's his name that was his buddy he was eating lunch with
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i guess oh. he's designed, designed to detect if his heart rate is you know skyrockets that you know because they, they work on high you know skyscrapers mm-hmm. so if your heights kicks in maybe he can go over and help them or whatever
0: that's cool. Yeah. And we do get some cool flashes and it leads me to believe that not only was Caleb, uh, when his heart is going, um, well, there's two things here. The first thing is, do you all agree that that thing on the roof of his mouth is the implant that all the people have, but he has a special drip like app or attachment to it that gives him some of that, like military grade good stuff. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that the, uh, I, that's what we were talking about on the... It
1: seems likely yeah. to me that that's the implant because they, you know, they said he had his drip turned off or And whatever. it interacts like, with... His, yeah.
0: And it interacts... It would make sense that it interacts with the wafer. Well, yeah. it also should interact with his brain somehow too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, so, Brett, that that's the implant they're talking about?
2: It, it could be if it's actually, you know... In touch with his brain, so but do you sure. think
0: everyone else has it, and he just has this more military grade one that people desire? Yes,
2: yeah, do
0: okay. Yes. All right, cool. So I think we're all in agreement on that. Then secondarily, we see some cool flashes. We see Francis again, right when he died. It doesn't. It seem I think that Caleb was not just military. He must have been like special forces, covert ops. He was or both he and Francis were doing jobs together after the military that involved either the Rico app or covert forces or something like that.
1: I think it's possible. Okay.
0: That's what I think. I think we've seen enough.
1: He did go by Cal and that's why I like Brett's human host hybrid theory. Even more because I feel like Caleb, Caleb is his now and Cal was his past yeah but I'm, I'm not necessarily correct there because you know, maybe he just uses Cal with the Rico app that could be too i I, I don't really know, but like that's a thought,
0: yeah, and I think that this also furthers ideas that the host, like hybrid theory for, for Cal Caleb in the fact that he was involved in some covert opera, you know what I mean? Like whenever people are involved in the covert operation, military stuff, there's always some program or experiment that they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it kind of opens that door for me to see him as like some sort of even super soldier or something like that. Um, in a sense, and maybe he has even further augment, if he's not a hybrid uh, host, he perhaps does have even more augmentation that he's either not using or doesn't even know about. And I think that that takes us into a, a host of different areas of theorization. Yeah. Um, but this is when we get basically kind of I guess this is really kind of the end of the episode where, um, Oh wait, we do have a hail scene here. Uh, we do have some of the hail scene before we, they go to the diner. Um, and interestingly enough, as you note, Dolores calls Martin again and has him like scrub the data and security cameras and stuff.
1: Yep.
0: And Mm -hmm. so I think that she, does have that kind of power you know so it's still i'm still Mm -hmm. kind of questioning like how and how deep is martin able to get her into rehoboam you know but because he seemed to be in more control than the young gallagher kid so maybe even having martin moment by moment she's able to do more stuff like that but that seems to be a pretty she's walking confidently down the street and I thought a cool thing as they walk, you see um, two signs and it says cooperation Wait, one says
1: corroboration. It's said oh. corroboration. Didn't it? Okay. I think that's what it said.
0: Yeah. Maybe sure. did I write it down? I don't know if I wrote it down and the other <laughs> I one, I didn't
1: see what the other one said. Oh,
0: okay. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if I had in my notes, damn it. Um, but I think the other sign said something along the same thing or like enthusiasm or something like that. <laughs> like it caught, it's like, it's, it was almost like the shirt that Marshawn Lynch was wearing. <laughs> It was like the building was like reading what they were experiencing or something. It was really interesting, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that was just like a kind of little.
1: Yeah. That was a quick thematic. little scene. And then, then Hale wakes up and she, then they go to her in the office and then she's interrupted by the guy. He sends her. Tells oh, her this he is when the she video. gets the, the, the note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she goes to pick up Nathan then the pedophile and
0: uh, <laughs> this was weird. I'm trying. You know, was. I get it that now.
1: How did she know he disabled the cameras?
2: Well, she p- can probably detect that kind of thing, like the the surface level technology around the right. You know, like cameras and stuff like that. She probably has some control over being a yeah. robot,
1: right? Because she like reaches in his pockets and she's like thanks for disabling the cameras for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's got, still got that kind of like, um, um, whisper net, you know, like the local Wi-Fi thing going on inside of her head as I think Dolores does. And that's why she's able to like open doors and, but the thing she's calling seems to be something different, but this was weird because it was just a weird scene. It's always creepy when you have a pedo involved, Um, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. And, uh, I, it further confuses who she is and makes me think, and I know we'll get on theories. I mean, that it's some kind of mix because it was almost, and that's why I kind of, that's, I mean, I'll spill it. I think she's a mix of things because this did seem, yeah, it did seem kind of, um, Clementine ish, Angela ish. Right. Mm -hmm. But It also seemed Wyatt-ish, a return to, like, when Teddy is like, I remember right. the kill, you know? Um, and then so um,
1: when she weird. says, I, I remember what it's like to be me, you're not the only predator here. Yeah. Which um, Dolores had said to her when they were in the hotel earlier, um, something about when, when um, the Hailbot was questioning herself and saying that, you know, I feel like she's trying to fight me being inside her and she wants to come out or whatever. And then Dolores says something about, well, Hale always was a predator or something like that. And then in this scene, she says, you know, she is a predator. She's like, you're not the only predator here to the pedophile.
0: Yep. So our final two scenes really is, um, I mean, it's a couple of scenes with Caleb and Dolores, and then we have Hale kind of figuring out that she is the mole. But um, this stuff at the diner, this was – I love the way they did this. This was r- reminiscent to me of last episode when we found out about the little mystery, right, about the, the uh, simulation. In this case, mm-hmm. we find out how much she knows about him and why they're at this specific diner and everything that Rehoboam is doing. But, I mean, there was definitely a lot here. Um now you had a note here, which I thought was interesting about his mom, that actually being his mom.
1: Yeah, um, I noticed. I remembered you had said something in one of the previous episodes about you thought that that was his foster mom, but I don't. I don't think it was his foster mom. I, I do think that it was actually his mom because she did leave him at the diner. Um, the The waitress had called social services and. Um, what Dolores had shown him was a transcript of his conversation with the social worker. Oh, that was tough. But, uh, she had, uh, Dolores had said she was institutionalized for schizophrenia. And so I think that that still fits with her being there for treatment at the Vista treatment center or whatever it was that Martin had mentioned earlier. Um, I do believe that that's actually the mother of, that person, whether or not Caleb is actually her human son or not, is still up in the air. Interesting. But um, I do believe that that's actually his mom, not his foster mom.
0: Interesting. So um, he
1: was put in foster care, obviously.
0: What What were some of the things that you took from this? these scenes, Brett? And this – I mean, there was a lot of info dump. The stuff on the bridge or on the pier is what really interested me with rehoboam creating a mirror world of this world i thought that was interesting stuff
2: very interesting stuff and basically dolores says that rehoboam has created a composite i think she said of every single person in the world so and it just runs these composites through this giant simulation of a mirror world and determines the the best path for each person so it's just fascinating. Um it's basically just a giant database, I guess.
0: Yeah. And its end, it's a mirror of the forge. And and mm, yeah. end of uh the cradle, really the cradle, oh. not the forge, the cradle.
2: Well, and also I loved how Caleb was basically he basically rejected the profile card that Dolores was showing him very similar to how William rejected the profile card that Ford was showing him. Like these people see what some system tells them what they are and, you know,
0: reject it. Oh, that's nice. I hadn't thought of the similarities between the file that led to his wife's suicide and then that Mm -hmm. his daughter secretly had on the, on the uh, USB or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hadn't made that comparison, Brett. I like that a lot. And it further illustrates how both insight and Delos were on parallel paths. Yes. I can see that. Right. They were both like rating everybody, (laughs) you know,
2: yeah. The forge is what produced William's card and for is what produced Caleb's
0: profile card. So yeah, very similar. It's good stuff. Uh, what else do we have in this pier? Um, I guess they're going to work together.
1: I liked that the, the music they were playing in the background, um, was, was a version of the Westworld theme song. The plays at the beginning of each episode. Um, This is what was going on. When she showed him the pad. And then when she tells him. That they're a lot alike. uh, And that he has a choice. She can help him escape. She's going to have a revolution. Um, I Now this next bit. She says. That uh, when he was at work. He would kill the signal. To see how people would react. And that because he asked her what she was going to do and she said that and she said that she was going to do the same thing and see what happens but I, like i must have missed that in the first episode what signal like i didn't catch that that he was killing a signal to see how people would react was that maybe when like what happened in the first episode when he was doing that rico job when they like made that Played that loud music that went through, like, everybody's little earbuds, like, and distracted them all from what they were doing. Like, how did he kill a signal? Like, I, I, I was I was a little confused about that.
2: Was yeah, I'm that not, sure that, not sure that they ever actually
0: showed that or talked about that. Okay. <laughs> me neither. Me neither, anything. Jenny. I thought of the same thing that you thought of, which is the only time we'd seen something like that was when they were tapping into everyone's implants or playing the music or whatever. Right. With, mm-hmm. um, with Marshawn Lynch, uh, who should have been eating Skittles. But I think that they have not shown this yet. What work is she talking about? Is, right. Uh, his construction work, his right. dirty work, or, the Rico yeah, work yeah. or his previous work. With the military with or the something? Military. That's why I thought – that's why it was like, did she give herself away a little bit? Like, I've already scouted you for this job. You've got yeah. a military – like, I mean, there's well, just – And
1: then, But then his next thing, he, he asks her if she wants to know why he didn't tell those guys about her. And he tells her, you are the f- first real thing that has happened to me in a long time. And it's so weird. Does he even know that she's AI?
0: No, I don't think he has any idea. I mean, he, he didn't should. seem to. What he, he
1: should after the thing well, in the ambulance? Yes, yeah.
0: but That's it was one. so busy. Everything that was happening, like right, he wasn't even listening to them. He was just think he was the way he was reacting to those EMTs with that they were just drones hitting a bunch of buttons and not really helping her. So. You know, I think he even reacted like, well, it's not going to matter because she's going to be dead. Like he, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I don't think he was really listening, but I don't know. I thought that this whole thing, the bridge, the journey into night. There, you know what I mean. Like they keep on repeating yeah. these things. They meet there.
1: I, I like that he agreed, and and he said so that he can decide who he gets to be.
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. That was cool. All right. Well, we have theories about that, which we'll get to. But let's move on to um, this this uh, final part where Hale is watching um, this message that she left for Nathan again. That we started the episode with. She cries as she's watching it but it seems to me that she's more stable now and she's crying to like train herself how she should react to seeing this rather yeah. than she's actually feeling it. Did you, you get that right. feeling or
1: I did okay. not get that feeling but you could be right.
0: It's it's hard for me to tell the difference. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. I just I just got the feeling the way her face was And the way she was holding herself, it just seemed to me more like she was learning from it now instead of reacting to it and having it confuse her internal program.
2: That would make sense. Yeah.
0: But uh, either way, she figures out the password with the tones by playing all the tones together, which it had confused me because I did think throughout the episode when she was getting these messages, I thought that was the way Dolores was communicating with her.
1: I did too. I thought okay. the exact same thing. Yeah. And when you said that in the earlier podcast, I was like, me too, Axel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Brett?
2: It did occur to
0: me. It might be at, at some point. all right. During- <sighs> at <sighs> least one of us I'm got it. <laughs> um, so she's, she, she goes to meet him. She's greeted by this woman who does seem to know her. What's up with this woman? Because she's like, "I hope we can." Did she say, "I hope we can be friends now," or "I hope that we can be friends"? But well, she you know, seems that's to the know. Same her. Woman,
1: she says, "I hope that we can be friends."
0: Okay,
2: that's the same woman from episode one. The that met with uh, Liam at that restaurant. Is it? Yeah. She oh, was, she was, are you sure? She, yeah she had called a meeting the up.
1: woman I'm sorry, I thought the woman that met with Liam at the restaurant was of Asian descent, and this woman was a French woman with blonde hair. I did not connect oh. those two
2: well, maybe I'm not looking closely enough, but it it looked similar to There the were two different
0: there. instances where he meets with someone guys, so you oh, may okay. right okay. one of them was at Another. the like a the party or restaurant uh, one was outside, and one was when he, he gets called away twice, I remember.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I could be mistaken, but I was thinking that was the same woman that when he when Martin and him ha- had to go to that hotel to have the meeting with the representative of the architect.
1: The one that L- Dolores um, was watching?
2: Yeah. Okay. Dolores got that's the, that's the
1: meeting from. I was thinking of. I'm sorry okay. for interrupting.
2: Okay, interesting. I, I, could, I could be wrong. I not think that was the same person.
0: I, I wonder I wonder if this woman is going to play some part in this because they don't put a line like that for nothing, you know? And maybe also, you know, maybe there's some sort of romantic connection, too. Because as we've seen in Westworld, people just like to get it on. And I think that, I <laughs> mean, that. the real Hale had um, – what's his name in her – Hector. Hector, remember? So – Yep. You know, it seems like she
1: sure did.
0: hedonism is all the rage in this world. Um, well, she she ends up meeting with Sirach, but she wears the glasses in order to see him, so he's not really there. And as you mentioned, Jenny, he's wearing like different. Like, what is there's a clothing thing? Did you want to get into that or?
1: So, yeah, um, this is something that I had mentioned as I well, I talked to you guys about it before we started recording tonight, but um, in my notes for episode one, I had made a note of that in the first season when Dolores went off with William in the old timeline when William was young and You know, they had made a point of showing that when people came to the park, they chose whether they wanted to be a white hat or a black hat. And that was basically showing whether you wanted to be a good guy or a bad guy. And William was a white hat and Logan was a black hat. In the end, of course, William, as the man in black, became a black hat. But when Dolores went off on that side thing off of her uh, loop, the clothes that they gave her to put on and the hat that she had, her hat was gray. And I think that even though we all uh, tend to put Dolores in the black hat category these days where she is um, seems to be more on the bad guy side, like she's trying to kill everybody and whatnot. I think Dolores is gray. I don't think she's a good guy like she kind of seemed in epi- in season one. I don't think she's necessarily a bad guy, like she certainly seemed in season two. I think Dolores is kind of somewhere in the middle, like most of us are. And in the episode with Maeve, at the end, she's wearing white, and Ciroc is wearing white. But in this meeting with uh, Charlotte, uh Ciroc is wearing black and white, so it's kind of like he's gray also, yeah. like I feel like Dolores is. So that was really kind of all I wanted to say about that. But yes, he definitely, I don't, I don't necessarily see him as a good guy, but I'm not sure that he's a bad guy either. So he's still kind of up in the air for me. But I do feel like Dolores is a lot more gray than people give her credit for.
0: I, I, I think that that's really interesting. And I like, you know, we talk a little bit about the kind of color theory stuff when uh, a and I are doing better call Saul. And I think this show definitely plays with that. I mean, come on the white hat. I mean, that was part of what you chose, right.
1: Mm-hmm. To
0: start Westworld. And it was the whole key mm-hmm. to William, the reveal, right. And him taking the black hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's interesting. Yeah. So rock is an interesting cat, you know, we still don't know everything he knows. He he says, you know, that that um he says to to uh Hale that she's not the only one under his control, right? He knows where the contr- in- encryption key is, that it's in Dolores. Um and that he's got a team working on it. But that they No, but,
1: no, Charlotte says she has Oh, a team
0: Charlotte on has Mars. a team working on it. Yeah. But I you can assume that he he's uh, this this whole conversation, I, and I watched it a couple times. I was kind of like, I still don't know. I mean, I think I would assume that this takes place after the Maeve stuff, but we still don't know when that Maeve stuff really took place. That could have been within, you know, we don't know when her control unit was taken, right?
1: Well, I do think that this happened after after his meeting with Maeve yes. because he knows about
0: Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, but do you think that he knows that hail is not hail? No. I, I,
1: think, he think, he I, think, I he think he does. I think he
0: knows. Okay. What do you think, Brett?
2: I'm not sure. I, I was thinking that he did not, but the the fact that the password was the the child's um song. I wonder if he. Uh, why? Why would it take so long for the real Charlotte Hale to to get you know to get back with them? So maybe he figured it out that way. Yeah, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not clear.
0: I, see, I I'm not think, clear
1: either, but I really don't think he does. So uh, okay. I'll be on the opposite side of you, Axel.
0: I think he does. <laughs> Brett can be
1: in the middle. This
0: is this is my <laughs> this is my evidence to 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 persuade Brett. Gray hat. This is why. <laughs> Okay, Brett, already put on the black hat because this is what I'm going to say. This is why he's making those moves and taking over the company and basically showing his hand is because he knows that his mole is now Dolores' mole and he has much more information than he's letting on and I wonder what happens to Dolores' plans after this particular meeting, because I think this meeting was just to try to see where their positioning is right. And where, what they're going to tell him. And also to confirm to himself that this is not Charlotte Hale and that Dolores has switched her out. So my thinking is that's why he's making these moves is because of this. And I think that this was really more of just kind of a, confirmation of the information he already knew. Hmm. So you think that he knows that Charlotte Hale is working for Dolores? Yeah. And that, that she is a host. I think he knows every, I think he, I think at this point he knows much more and even says, I know more, right? I think he knows much more than we think he knows. And it has to do with maybe what Maeve is already doing. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe somehow he's already gotten in contact with Bernard. Um, I'm not quite sure.
1: I don't think he's in contact with Bernard. Bernard's kind of the outside. Yeah, yeah, based on the song title that was playing when Charlotte was pulling up to the house and that played during the credits, which they showed in the captions, was titled Doomed – (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you could be right axel yeah i think
0: yeah (laughs) i think he knows i think this guy's in control of things more i i mean i just again and i've said on the other pods i just think dolores is not as much she is at a much bigger disadvantage than she thinks and she might be playing along to somebody else's story and she's playing a part that she doesn't even realize right now you know, I'm going to go the other way. Okay, I'm, I'm,
1: you're going to go say, where?
0: I'm going to say that Sir Rock doesn't know as much
2: as we think he does, and that <laughs> he was not know okay. Charlotte, is all a right? Robot.
1: Yeah, I still, I still want to err on that side too—that he doesn't know that Charlotte's a bot yet. But, but that song title does, like, it does say, you know, doomed. Charlotte, you're doomed.
0: All right. So. Well, hey, that that kind of brings us to the end. It only took us like an hour and a half. Next time, yeah, we'll but probably... we still have
1: Brett's theory. Oh,
0: I know, oh I know, I know. We have Brett's theories. That's what I'm saying. We got to get let's let's hit the theory time. Here we go. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back for the theories. Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year, and we're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has you might think to yourself hey i don't have an informal event coming up you know i'm not into cufflinks but guess what they have a lot more than that actually i'm wearing a pair of star wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today hey everybody i've got an exciting announcement Our very own Heath Sentazo, a.k.a. Heath Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search The Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind the scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. Let's help get Solo make this movie. All right. Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today. The star city murders, baby. Let's find the killer. And we're back from our short break. Um, all right. That was a really quick break. All right, Brett hit us with your theories, baby. Cause we got, we all got things to say.
2: All right. My first theory, who is in Hale's body. I'm going to say just like Bernard created an, an offshoot of himself that he can toggle between, Dolores has done the same thing, but inside a a separate body that is forced to live on its own. So this could be thought about. We've always wondered if these hosts are going to be able to reproduce one day. And I'm thinking this could be an example of a host reproduction. She's basically a version of Dolores. She has all of Dolores' memories, but she's coded in whatever way that Dolores needs her to be coded um, one, one piece of evidence, I would say, is just in terms of the memories, because I think she said something like, do you remember who you are? Or like, do you have like I inferred that this host still had all of her memories and she was able to recognize Bernard's uh, pearl just by the way it looked. So I'm wondering actually seeing Bernard's pearl, you know, out of his head, I would say Ford and Dolores and maybe Elsie for a brief second in the cradle. But basically, n- I mean, not that I can, nobody else that I can think of. Um,
1: now, let me let me interject Ooh, like here that. that, you know, if they had to, like, well, I get, you're right. Never mind. I was thinking <laughs> if they had to do repairs on Bernard, but Bernard wasn't a host like that. So, my bad.
2: Yeah, secret Continue. host. <laughs> um, also... This decision by Dolores to go this route could likely be a lesson learned from her mistake with Teddy. With Teddy, she changed his core functions against his will, and he ended up killing himself. So instead of inflicting that kind of imprisonment on someone else, she's assuming the burden herself and producing an original host to tackle the task.
0: But then I like this theory very much, Brett. I like it a lot. And my my theory is a long – I mean, I think that this makes a lot of sense. I still think it's somehow – her code is and has been for 30-something years linked with Wyatt. So was she able to extract just her and take the Wyatt – part out or is that the Wyatt is it her is it she thought she could take you put herself into a body and she basically forgot that the Wyatt code was linked or she always think that's that's part of her that's the thing of when she kills uh, kills the pedophile I still think regard if it's Dolores Angela Abernathy Teddy whatever whoever it is it's it's mixed and maybe, yeah. and maybe she knows or she doesn't, she did it on purpose or in this case, maybe it was by accident.
2: Yeah. Well, and we don't know what uh, a host reproducing would look like. I think that's one reason why they're keeping it a secret from us right now, because obviously she's made some mistakes. Um, she, you know, the way the hellbot was, you know, cutting into herself yeah, and that scene where she reserved the two adjacent hotel rooms, and Hale says, "That's you know, so, so you can kill me," and Dolores says, "I don't think it'll come to that." Made me believe that she has killed Hale in in the recent past. That that just went to haywire, so she's still trying to fine tune exactly mm-hmm. how to reproduce.
0: Yeah. would have been, What would have been cool is if that meeting in the hotel room, if we could find some um, evidence of like a fidelity test in it, you know, that, you know, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, she was like, do you remember who you are? I remember who I am. You know, that mm-hmm. I find to be, that's an interesting idea. Now I got, I got one I want to throw at you and I want to hear if you have any others, Jenny. How about those scars that she was putting on her body uh, really, and I looked again, again, it really looks like the insight deviations. And you know, when they keep on, it looks like that kind of pattern to me.
1: The little arrow looking things, yes, that go from so, left to right around the, the globe looking thing,
0: yeah. So, is it possible? That Dolores has started to become, and maybe it's showing up in Hale, and maybe it's further evidence of what you're saying—that's that insight or Rehoboam was inside Dolores the whole time, or somehow Dolores is putting Rehoboam into Charlotte in some way, or it's leaking in because of everyone's implants around. Them and maybe even Dolores doesn't realize how it could go the other way too, that she just can't control all the technology around her, but the technology around her could control her. What do you think of that, Brett?
2: <laughs> That's a cool idea. <laughs> um, uh, she she makes a point to say, "Why can't I be in my body like you are in yours, y- your body or whatever?" Yeah. So the fact that she has to wear this foreign skin is, is what the, you know, is, is is what she's trying to get past. So that, that's the part that, I don't know. That's just, this is just obviously a very unnatural thing for a host to be in someone else's skin. Yeah. Cool. But that's what she's kind of training this, you know, this new host to do. So, anyway, that was my theory. I like it. What do you got, Jenny?
1: So I had, okay, well, I have lots of thoughts. So I had written in my notes, I think that Charlotte may be Clementine. She was very quick to become intimate, try to become intimate with Jake, uh, Charlotte's ex. I don't see Teddy being able to do that or Maeve's daughter, which I know uh, someone had thrown out, or... Teddy, or I mean uh, Abernathy either, um, because that would seem unnatural to any of them. Maeve's daughter is a child, Teddy and Abernathy are into women. Um, But Clementine, if she had just said You ain't got much of a rind on you. We'd all know that it was Clementine. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, Maeve had also loved and cared for. So that would be like kind of a reason for uh, Dolores to bring her in. But she had also lost her mind when she tried to become awakened. And then they used her as the little um, inception thing at the end or whatever you want to call it. Um, And I was I was thinking that maybe Dolores was able to to get some kind of less corrupt, corrupted version of her and combine it with Hale's information from her book in the Forge and create a Clementine-Charlotte hybrid. Yeah,
0: um, See, it's some uh, kind of hybrid. That's what I mean. Like even, yeah. I forgot about that, Jenny. Jenny there's the Hale part too. We see some of the corruption in her
1: inability to stop self-harming yeah. until Dolores commanded her to stop. And the main flaw I see in Clementine- being charlotte is when dolores said to her no one knows you like i do no one knows me like you that's not true of her and clementine that would be true of if dolores had created a version of herself like brett just said um in that moment like i'm thinking she has to be teddy but it could also be abernathy (laughs) and yeah it's like it's really hard like to really tell who it is. I mean, I have lots of thoughts. Um, When we were in the pedophile scene, I really was like, oh, that's Angela to a T. Like the way that she treated the pedophile was so Angela to me, but it could have also been Clementine or when Dolores turned off Teddy's whatever so that he was all brutal. But yeah. I, I'm really not sure. I was like really buying into that whole Clementine thing myself at first. And my son, when he was watching the episode, he came downstairs and he's like, so who do you think's in Charlotte? I think it's Teddy. <laughs> so, I mean, I I really don't know. I think part of the fun of this season is going to be trying to figure out who's in the Charlotte pot.
0: Yes. It will be cool. you had another Agreed. cool theory um about Dolores keeping Bernard alive for the encryption key, and I think this is one hundred percent correct, Brett
2: yeah, so Serac made a a um, said something at the end of the episode that the encryption key that is needed to unlock the guest data is in the head of a host named Dolores. Now, I believe this is bad information and that that encryption key is actually still in the head of Bernard. If you remember last season when he was um, when Peter Abernathy was malfunctioning there in the, uh, the battle scene and he went in and he went into Peter's head and noticed a bunch of data that looked odd, including on the interface on the screen actually had this like circular graphic that. You know now, with hindsight, kind of reminds you of what maybe Rehoboam looks like, but there there's also this line that said uh, one time use encryption key on it, and it's my understanding that he made a copy of that and put it in his own head. Now, we know there is much ado about um extracting the control unit out of Peter Appenathy's head as far as the next several episodes after that, but to my knowledge the encryption key in the head of Bernard, if that is in fact true, was never used. And per our theory of the data that's on these pearls, never actually being able to be deleted, even though that it can be, you can try to write over them or corrupt them um, or, you know, restrict access to them. You can't actually delete anything that any of the data that's on this, these pearls. So somewhere on Bernard's pearl is that encryption key. And so I believe that could be the reason why Dolores kept Bernard alive is that part of her plan is that at some point in the future,
0: she's going to need that encryption key. I, you know what, this, this works because it was like you say, it was one time use.
1: They said that
0: many times.
1: They definitely did. I really like this theory, Brett.
0: That is really cool, man. You're absolutely right. And I can remember talking about that scene when Bernard is in the tent with Abernathy, right? I th- yeah, this is really good, man. <laughs> I like this very much. And and I think that what else is up with the land beyond the virtual Eden? what you know what the what this uh forged data became that is also important to sarac um and Dolores and the other people. you know it makes me think like i like your i like this theory and I buy it a hundred percent that's still in Bernard, but then why do what also why do they really need it and why was he really looking for it?
2: Well, you, are you asking
0: why Sirak would want the guest data? Yeah, because it seems like he's already got the data. He's got all this data from outside. These people have implants in their heads. The whole world—like, what's so special about the well, data inside Westworld?
2: Because Westworld produces conditions that where there are no consequences, unlike the real world.
1: Right. That's interesting. So okay. Good point. Like,
2: good point. It's like a, it's like a next. It, yeah. it's like a next level of unadulterated, you know, behavioral data. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah particularly yeah. of a criminal nature. So if they can gain, you know, that kind of data, maybe they can start, you know, stop crime, for example.
1: Mm. Who knows? Right, because people who are inherently good as Williams started out, will choose to go on the good path and they won't want to kill people and do the bad things and whatnot. But because William had, um, uninterrupted access to the park for years and years and years, his behavior became jaded based on what he saw of human nature over all those years and years and years and years. And he became a different person and maybe that's what was inside him all along. But, Based on like what you said, there's no consequences. Some people, you know, who are maybe "quote unquote" inherently bad, um, would just behave that way. And so, yeah, you're going to get a, a different block of information from that than you are from how they behave when there's consequences, for sure.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I buy it. I agree. I like now that. I have very another much.
2: another theory, kind of related to that. I have a theory that Rehoboam stopped working because Dolores sent the virtual Eden into it. Now, if you remember last episode, Sirach tells Maeve that up until that morning, he believed that she was the force behind Rehoboam's ceasing to operate properly and that he he has held her captive in the computer simulation to figure out how she did it. (laughs) So, and upon further analysis, he learns that it was not her that was inside the forge. So whatever happened inside the forge is what stopped Rehoboam. Now, if you remember what did happen inside the forge, and this is when I had to rewatch a scene from the finale last year, what was supposed to happen inside the forge is that all the guest data on Abernathy's control unit um, was supposed to be sent somewhere. And now we've learned that Serac was expecting the guest data from Charlotte Hale, So that makes sense, except when the data submission began, Carl Strand's technician noticed that the file load was way too big and they were not uploading the guest data. They were, in fact, sending off the host data of the virtual Eden. So, and as Dolores says to Bernard, they are in a place where there is no passage between their world and ours, which is probably true. There's probably no direct passage between Rehoboam's mirror world and the real world but what happens if that host data actually got into Rehoboam the system is specifically designed to analyze human data to forecast pads for each person if it were to receive this host data and believe that it's human data it would be like a virus invading the body which I believe has already happened and Sirach observed this and went to figure out what the heck happened
0: Ah, okay. This is very interesting. So do you, so if about that part, you're right. She did say that, that it was too big and they Mm -hmm. were not uploading the guest data. So he's not even going to get that guest data.
2: Yeah, now there's a question of whether that guest data even exists anymore or if it was destroyed. I guess we're going to mm. find out later, but there's a chance the the way Bernard said I killed you, I killed you all. Yeah. It sounded it sounded like he said, you know, screw screw the human data. I wanted to save the host data. So that's so he like replaced it.
1: So do you so, think he killed Ford's data too? If he killed Ford's um, data too, then we won't be seeing Ford again. Well,
2: Ford, Ford, Ford actually was in the cradle, and and he may have been in the forge as well, but he was but also But how in the could cradle. he have
1: been in the cradle? Because he wasn't a host. I thought it was just host data in the cradle.
0: No, it was, because- but he went in there because it was a recreation of Westworld, and his mind was- could could take uh, could could conceive of being in there, but not being transferred into a human body. They hadn't perfected that yet.
2: Okay. It was a special mission yeah. that Ford gave Bernard uh, to to make make his red pearl and put it in the forge or yeah. put it in the cradle. Okay. So-
0: yeah, because so the cradle not- is the, yeah. the cradle.
1: Sorry, I took that off on a thing. I no,
0: just, no, you didn't. Oh, no, this is no, it's important <laughs> we say yeah, it. The cradle is the recreation of the park. The forge is the is the is the data of all the people who are at the park, their their the library, their books and everything, right? Ford yeah. was right. in the cradle. But
1: I thought that was all the humans and then the cradle contained all the host data too. Not it, just the park, but the hosts too.
0: It yes,
2: it did. It can t- the host backups were at the cradle. Yes, but also Ford was inside the cradle. He okay. was kind of like protecting himself there, I guess. Um, but I'm I'm kind of assuming that Bernard actually did destroy that guest data. I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough. But that may not exist anymore, which is
0: probably going to piss Sorak off. But
1: probably so be it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's an understanding,
0: or print. or it's an interesting thing that might bring us back to Westworld, right? And might bring us back to the actual physical location of the forge to try to figure out cuz we've actually not been there, that was the simulation with Maeve, mm-hmm. right? and Sizemore. So well, didn't
1: didn't Angela or someone like commit suicide that was the cradle bombing oh that was in the cradle yep. that wasn't in the forge the forge <laughs> my, was the, f- melding the, it all together the, my bad
0: no but it's important the <laughs> the cradle was blown up by angela the forge was um first flooded then that's they right. unflooded then they it, it, and yeah. carl that's when that's carl right. and bernard came back and that's when hale revealed herself to be dolores but we never saw it's important to note when after Hale killed Carl and everybody in there. Right. Um, and she walked out as the hail bot. We never saw what happened after that. She took Bernard's control unit. Obviously we know that, but we don't know what happened afterwards when Delos got there because it was drained And I think, Brett, that's a good point, that all of that data might be missing, and the only thing that was beamed away was the host data. And if the place she beamed it to was Rehoboam, that's an interesting idea, but is it safe in Rehoboam? You know what I mean? And But furthermore, does Dolores really care? I don't know, but I'm wondering if this encryption
2: key is going to unlock something about the virtual Eden. Inside Rehoboam. That's an interesting idea. Because Charlotte Hale tells Serac that according to our logs, this data was beamed, you know, from the satellite somewhere, but we don't have the encryption key. Oh. But I think I think what was actually beamed away was the uh, host data, not the guest data.
0: Mm, the, yeah. The, the virtual Eden host data. I agree. I like that. So. You're
1: good with the theories. Yeah.
0: What do, you, what do you got? You got anything else for us?
2: Thank you, Kenny. Um, I have one more I want to throw at you. I mean, I have a couple more, but I'll try to wrap it up. Um, I, I also have a theory that ultimately Sir Rock himself will be the unwitting cause for losing the war. Uh, we learned that he's a black hole, basically. He's, he's completely untraceable in the real world, and he has to remain that way by choice, or I'm sorry, not by choice, but by necessity. He's the architect who feeds the data to Rehobum. If the system ever discovered that Sirach is a human being on the planet, then it would have to process and predict his behavior, that is to say, to determine the path for the entity who is inserting the data used to determine people's paths. It would generate a recurrence error or a vulnerability that is analogous to what we saw with Maeve's discovery that the code that she's using inside the simulation is the same code that was used to build the simulation, and I believe this is why Dolores needs his name so that she can inject his existence in, into the system. This could be also be like uh,
1: yeah. AI. Really good, Brett. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't read this before now.
2: <laughs> this could also kind of be like the AI James Dallas's mind that began to reject its own existence when he learned that he was something someone built. Similarly, Rehoboam may also reject itself if it can't process the nature of the creation of itself. So therefore it's imperative that Sirach remain anonymous.
0: That is really interesting. I like,
2: yeah. The problem is he is no longer anonymous because now Dolores knows his name. Hale's assistant was able to dig up his name. So it seems to only be a matter of time, which could be why he knows the war is already lost on some level.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I think that this is fantastic, Brett. You're absolutely right. Because if he was in control of it, that you're right. How can he be, how can he be the creator of this thing? And you know what, when he first talks to Maeve, they, they, Oh, I'd have to go back and look at this script. There there's a line where she says something like, You created something. And he's like, No, I helped begin something. Well, right
2: or you um, you're gonna control the future or you're gonna build the future. No, not
0: me. Something I built. Yes, something. something yes. Yeah. So he's he's kind of taking himself out of it, right? And the idea Mm -hmm. that he is in like an internet black hole, he doesn't exist. This is really good, man.
2: Well, thank you. And the, this whole concept, I was thinking to myself in general, this concept could be like the, the screenwriters like layman explanation for, for demonstrating that the processing power of these robots is so exponentially greater than that of humans. Um, the fact that Maeve was able to break out of the simulation, that was easy for her to do. And I think it also might be e- relatively easy for Dolores to break Robham. So that's why I'm thinking that Sirak may not be as smart as we think. Like he's, he's brilliant at designing algorithms that, you know, for processing human data, but he's, I think he's like out of his league when he encounters what these hosts can do.
0: That is awesome, dude. I think that that is pretty brilliant, Brett. I love it. That makes a lot of sense. And and there is, again and again, him obfuscating, right? He doesn't really exist. He's not really there when Hale, see, you know? It, that's, that's really interesting. It brings up the point, you could further say a theory to counteract this, though, is that there is no Ciroc. And that Rehobam is Sirach.
1: That's yeah, true. I did pull up the transcript, if you want to know what it says, by the way.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. So... He says, for the first time, history has an author, Maeve says, and that would be you, I suppose. He says, no, something I helped build, a system, and up until recently, this system was working. We're creating a better world, and then it stopped. I thought I had discovered the reason, the emergence of someone very dangerous, someone we couldn't predict, you, but I was wrong. We learned that only this morning, shortly before you killed several of my staff, you weren't the threat. That's someone we haven't accounted for, Dolores. So she yeah. escaped one world to wage war on another. So what do you want me from my, me? Blah blah blah. So that was interesting. What the transcript said,
0: "Yeah, no, it's just, that's that's I think we remembered it pretty correctly." Mm-hmm. That's great stuff, man. All right,
1: I really like that theory. Yeah, Brett. that's, that's awesome, mm-hmm. Brett. We'll stuff. see. You're we'll really see dope. how
0: it shakes out. And I think, and just to say, I am still along the line of, I really do still like that Caleb is an insight human host hybrid. I still like this a lot. I do and too. I think yeah and I'm I think
1: kind of on that on that train.
0: Yeah. This episode made there was a lot of different parts of it that made me the the setup, you know, the way Dolores is talking to him, the fact that I think he may have already killed himself in some way, you know, these weird flashbacks. It just it just there's something up with him. He's not just the nice guy, you know. He he's somehow in his oh, his thing is turned off, you know, just Mm -hmm. like Brett, you were saying how his fidelity test was the, the phone calls with Francis and now he's ready to be activated. Um, Mm -hmm. I, one last question and we're maybe going to ask this at the end of every podcast was are Dolores and Caleb in a simulation when she said, you know, that Rehobam is a mirror of this world that would mean in in much in many senses that what happens in that mirror world is actually more important than what happens in the real world right because that's where they game it out um like the opposite of west or the opposite of the cradle which was like the same loop but it wasn't until they got into the real world that they could kind of see what how, how humans really acted upon the hosts but in this case Could it be that she is trying to break him out Neo style of the Rehoboam, uh, simulation and, and he'll wake up in the real world and Dolores will be there and she'll be like, now you're awake. Now you're actually ready.
2: I could see it going that way. It's just, it's a lot. It's hard. <laughs> I don't I think, I I
1: think, think you're in the real world. Okay. All right. But I just had some thought too.
2: Well, I think Gina said in the group text, does it you know it does it matter whether they're in a simulation exactly. if their lives are being simulated already? Yeah. Like exactly. it almost doesn't matter. Yep. Right. So That's true. They could totally right. go either way. Yeah. Um I did, the the wild card could be this virtual Eden idea. If we start seeing something, you know, like if we see Akacheta appear somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in the real world, then we know it's a part of the simulation, or something like that. Hockey. So, uh, you know, may, maybe we'll. It it it. You would think that we're going to see this mirror world if we're not seeing it already at some point, right? So, so
1: well, we may have seen it with uh, the simulation with the world war world with uh, Maeve that may have been that mirror world which is a poor poor representation considering how easily she was able to corrupt it
0: yeah well we shall see but I know one thing we'll be back again next week to talk about it because I think we've reached the end of the pod this may be the longest Westworld theory cast that has ever (laughs) been recorded i'm sorry we went no it's not what are you talking about we're all we're all we're all culpable here we're all the
2: black hats i know
1: it was a great time hey
2: it's not like you had two other podcasts the previous two days to record or anything i know i know come on
0: but hey also what else have people got to do they want a long podcast and i had fun the whole time it was a struggle
1: these days
0: yeah exactly we're having a good time we appreciate everybody listening You can send us an email about any of these thoughts at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. And perhaps Gina and Tim and Andy will answer it on Friday. I will be back again. I don't think I'm doing a pre-show or a post-show again, maybe until the finale. Maybe I'll squeeze another one in, or maybe we'll all get together at some point and do one. But I think we're just going to be back to the regular. I'll be back with Ken on Monday next week. We'll be back on wednesday we'll We'll tighten it up, maybe not maybe do a little bit less than two and a half hours um, a <laughs> little bit maybe two fifteen um,
1: chatty Kathy. yeah uh,
0: well, hey, it was all good stuff, you know I mean, there's a lot to say we got a, i i mean I think we've thoroughly examined this episode. It's a lot of fun and and as we said in the very beginning of this episode when we started last Thursday was that um you know. There's still much to talk about, right? Like they've taken away that where's Bernard? What time is it? But we're it's still a lot. And I, I could even do another rewatch and try to figure out what what the hell is going on. But until then, we'll get a new episode. And I don't know. I don't. I, I got a little bit spoiled on a preview. We won't say anything, Brett. I know you don't like the previews. I don't like it either. But I know that I we're going to we're going to get another interesting episode. It's going to be fun. So until next time, I'll let Jenny and Brett say their goodbyes. Jenny?
1: Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
2: And say howdy to your moms for me. (laughs) Howdy, Mom.
0: DJ Timothy Hinesworth.
2: Peace out.